Hey, welcome to the One Life Podcast, where we talk about things from One Life Church, but ultimately things we think can relate to you and your one and only life. My name is Sarah Inman. I'm one of your co-hosts of the podcast, and I'm joined by co-host of the podcast and our lead pastor, Brett Nicholson. And we are introing part two of a longer conversation that we had with a friend of ours, Keith Patterson. But I want to start out and just say thank you for all the great feedback you've already given us. Um, anyone who's listened, thank you so much and continue to do that. You can email us at podcast at onelifechurch.org. Um, and also you can share this conversation out. We think it's a really important one um, for our church and the church in general to continue to be having. But Brett, why was this an important conversation for you to have? Well, for one, it's obviously a national conversation that is, it rises and falls with the different things that happen, and especially the Maude Arbery thing, uh, that uh, murder that happened, uh, that was that was very important because it rose in consciousness, and so, and Keith is someone that's very uh, easy to approach about these things. We had done that before privately, and I thought it was very important for people to be able to uh, hear it publicly, uh, because I really wanted everybody to hear his vantage point, um, that so we can have some understanding those of us in the white world can just listen in on uh, the kind of uh, things that uh, people in his uh, world uh, struggle with and because it's just a different kind of thing I thought it was very very valuable and hopefully it'll create some empathy uh, in all of us as we see these kinds of stories come and go inside of the news cycle. Yeah absolutely so we're going to jump right in to part two if you haven't listened to part one yet you can go back and listen to part one right now um, but we're going to hear uh, part two with a conversation with Keith Patterson. There's a couple of things that you've said to me that really struck me, um, not in this conversation, but in prior ones that we've had. Uh, one was when I asked, you know, how does this strike you? And we were just kind of texting back and forth. Um, and and you talked about jogging down the street and having people yell things at you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and for some reason that, I, that and forgive me, that surprised me. I was like, really? Does that really happen? I mean, I know it happened back in the day and uh, it happens in the South or whatever, but I think my mentality, unfortunately, was, do you still get that? I like to think we're further along than we are, but literally just walk, running down the street in our community, people will yell racial slurs at you. And I think that what, what I have to remind myself of is when I use the language of privilege is I've never had to deal with that. I could run down the street tomorrow and no one's going to yell anything at me unless maybe old man or something. Yeah. But, uh, so but, they might uh, make fun of you, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, yeah that's right. They would have every reason to, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're ugly or something, you know, but, but, it, it, but I've, but, but someone said it this way. They said, it, you know, the, the, the racial issue, what we have to understand is if it's never been a part of your life that caused anything negative to come into your life, then you don't know what it's like. Right. But where if you're, if you're a race that it's caused anything to negative to come into your life, well, that you're dealing with a different thing. And, and I've not had that. I've had negatives in my life, but not because of my race. Right. Whereas your experience is different. And I think people need to know that. Uh, the other thing you said to me that struck me was that in your mind, and you think in the minds of most, that if something negative happens, it's on the list in your head of was it because I'm black? All right, absolutely. Which that I was, and, and it seems obvious, but I thought, wow, really? So we were sitting in a restaurant together, right. and it was like, so in other words, if the service is bad, mm. I just get mad or don't tip as much or whatever else or complain or whatever it is I do, but the service is bad, and I don't think about it, and I walk yeah. away. But in your world, I have to think that yeah. this may have happened because I was black. Yeah, yeah. 
and it doesn't mean it necessarily did, but that thought, what you kind of helped me understand is that thought's always there. It's, it's on the list. It's in your head. And I think Mm -hmm. it's something that we, uh, we don't quite appreciate as much as we, as we should and, and, uh, and don't empathize with enough. Um, um, what do you, and, and along those lines, what do you see in, in white Christians that they may not see in themselves blind spots that we have? And that kind of gets to a couple of them, but what are blind spots that we have on stuff like this? Uh, I would, I would probably say just more of the, the, the privilege, I guess what we are talking about to, to be able to do and, uh, to be able to have those opportunities um, that otherwise uh, someone else may not have. Um, so for, you know, if if um, there's a, a, a white Christian that um, may be going through a situation or something that um, they understand that, that their situation, um, if they were black, might be intensified or it might be magnified 10 times more, um, that especially if it's dealing with people or um, if it's, excuse me, if it's, if it's uh, dealing with a a certain situation. So yeah, it's more, it's more of, uh, in my opinion, um, just, I think that acknowledging that, that there's, there, there's something going on outside of the world that, um, a lot, a lot of us get comfortable and come complacent in, and that, um, like you were saying that, um, just the fact that you didn't, you know, you didn't realize that things are still happening. Right. And I think that that's what happens in the segregated world of Christianity. Um, right. even though, uh, what I love about, um, the relationship that we have is that it starts to pick apart, you know, the mm-hmm. cultural differences and the, the different things like that. So that that's amazing. And I, and I always welcome your questions because I want you to understand and I want to help you understand when you ask these questions, because I see your sincerity and I know that you have a mixed congregation. So I, my, my questions, are, I mean, my answers are always uh, trying to, trying to help, but um, it is, is um, what, what I would hope that um, other Christians will know that, you know, uh, that things are, things are happening and don't, don't get too complacent in, in your, in your four walls, so to speak, that, right. that once you get outside your wall, there is another world going on. And, you know, Sunday is the most segregated, um, day of the week, right. That yeah. there's always been said, right. But, um, you know, I think even with this younger generation, I think it's the, there's this pool to 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 stop that or there's uh, a pool or a cultural difference because of this new generation a lot of you know a lot of the generation now they don't have to deal with um at least growing they don't they deal with it but they don't have to deal with as much as what i probably had to deal with because now everybody's kind of like in a melting pot so to speak everybody's kind of growing up a little different so they like i was telling my son and i have to explain stuff to him all the time he's 12 years old and i'm always kind of giving him little messages and I don't want to tarnish him because of the things that I've gone through, but I always tell him, Hey, just remember, you know, in case you experience something, remember, you know, and just keep these things in your mind. And so I'm always uh, talking to him uh, about, about different things that could, 
could possibly happen. And then um, you were telling me that that, that he's kind of <clears throat> incredulous to that. Like, yeah. oh, come on, Dad. That, yeah. yeah, stuff ain't true. So he's not experienced it necessarily, right. but he and he thinks, okay, you're <laughs> yeah. just kind of coming from yeah. your old. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you know, <laughs> whatever. That that doesn't happen. That's not real. Yeah. So okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> so I'm I'm curious. Um, um, like just when coming from North Carolina to Indiana. Whether, like you said, that you still have maybe if you're running, someone might yell um, things at you. Are there other like there are major differences or very similar? Or um, I'm just curious, uh, hearing what some of your experience was maybe in North Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina, by being in the South, I think uh, there were probably more opportunities for the the um, for a racial divide, so to speak, and uh, there were. There were a lot of situations where you could say, or I could look back and say, yeah, that was probably because of, I was black, or, you know, mm-hmm. you try to, and like I was telling Brett, you know, you can, and the top three, you always got, I'm black in that top three is this happening because I'm black. It's in that top three up there. And uh, yeah, that, that, when that first happened to me, I, I used to run up and down Green River Road at five, I run, a, run at about five o'clock in the morning. So I'll get up at five and I'm out running. And it would just, it just threw me for a loop the first time that happened. And so the next time somebody actually tried to hit me, you know, tried to run me oh off gosh. the road. And so tried to hit you? Yeah. So it was like, you know, is this? And so I started running then with a, I have like a, a wigwag flash like that. I, I kept one up from law enforcement and it, it kind of has the wigwag flash. So I, then I started running with that to people got too close to me. I would shine it in their face to make them because they couldn't see to make sure they stayed off of me. But you know, running, and then you hear someone yelling out the window, some type of racial epithet at you, and you just like, "Gosh, this is this is, this is the twenties." So why? I mean, this is two thousand. See, you see, that's why that, that's why that thought was in my mind. I mean, because right. to be fair, I mean, the, the people that I hang with and I spend my time with, I've never heard anything that even remotely re- resembled any of that. And so when you say it, it actually go, goes on to a few blocks from where I live. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? I'm not. I'm not questioning that you're telling the truth. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I know that in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, th- yeah, that would have been back in the '50s or something that would have happened, but not now. Right. But that's that's naive, and and I think that's why there's a little bit of a vil- vigilance there that needs mm-hmm. to happen because maybe we are in denial because maybe my immediate peers, I haven't really dealt with it that much, right. and uh, uh, and that needs to that needs to change. So it and, and you need to keep broadcasting that. <laughs> like, uh, and call me up. Hey, right. hey this happened hey, just now. This, this stuff is happening. Real. It's real. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's you real. Run off the road and play. <laughs> A car what yeah I mean, it's, it's just yeah. it's and you you know it's it's things that you i want to say you get used to them but it becomes to the point where you get numb to it where okay it happens and you know did i stop running that day and turn around and go back home and soak no i just kept running it's right. like yeah you know, i kept kept looking over my back while i was running to make sure, sure. that there was no turnaround but you know at that point i'm you know i'm taking care of my business i'm running but but at the bare minimum i as a white person i don't have to think that way at all i don't i that's just not it doesn't have to enter my mind in my life that's the it's a category that i uh don't have and i'm I'm encouraged and And it's just like that 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 conversation like uh that i have to have with my my son uh, that you probably said that you probably won't have to have with your sons and this is that you know um, I'm having to sit my son down and say, okay, and you know, even though he's like, daddy, that's never going to happen, you know, but I'm sitting down, okay, if this may happen, 
I want you to come home alive. So no matter what happens, don't Mm -hmm. be this person. Do everything that they say do. If If it's a police officer telling you what to do, then, you know, do exactly what they say. And, you know, but and then you see situations where people have done exactly what the police officer say and then they you know, they get shot and killed too. So you, you know, it's time. It's just one of those right. things you like, just come home. I want you to come <laughs> home. Yeah. So yeah. be smart enough to come home. So right. nothing, nothing happens to you, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely different. In the, when we, we, we mentioned it a while ago with the segregated, um, Sunday mornings, um, some of that I, I've always kind of been per- interested in it. I, when I was in a, when I was in Tulsa, I had, I did go to a church. It was very integrated. There was the senior pastor was black. The the associate pastor was white and you could look around the room and you saw it was almost half and half, Mm -hmm. although it was very black culture uh, in terms of how it came off. That's why most of us as white people wanted to be there. (laughs) (laughs) The music was really good and everything. I always said though, so it's terrible. But I've said we, we ended up leaving not because we didn't like it because we wanted to sit down uh, because they would literally stand Stand even during the sermon and everything. And we, my wife and I felt very white at that point. And, uh, but, (laughs) uh, but I, but I wonder what about the, what is that? And is there a way to cross those divides? Is I mean, it, it's like on one hand, I don't see it as a wrong because of the cultural things, but on the other hand, I don't. I want. I want to remove whatever's wrong with it and try to, you know, what's going on there? You think? I, I think it's just a matter of the respect. Um, that just it's just differences, right? So, right. Um, I, I think the cultural differences are a good thing. I don't think that's uh, necessarily a bad thing. I just think that um, even thinking like you know in my mind i'm thinking hey uh one life and zion can get together and and praise god together because ultimately we all we believe in uh, jesus christ and and we believe that you know right. he is our savior so why should there be anything else you know right. stopping us from getting together to worship and praise together however though if you go to zion and you sit in there if you've never been in uh that type of worship service you know, if you've never been in that service, you're like, oh, what's going on in here? You know, that's right. Yeah, yeah. right. When so do I get to sit down? <laughs> <laughs> they're clapping the hands and they're jumping and jumping around and shouting. And, oh, yeah, and, yeah and absolutely. The preacher's hooping and, yeah. you know, it's, it's different. And then uh, maybe if you had some Zion folk go to your church and they're like, oh, well, they're not very active. They're this just is dull kinda, dirt. Yeah. yeah. They just kind of sit there. So I think the cultural differences are, are, are a good thing. Um, but I think that just I think there just need to, need to be a level of respect for each other's cultures to say, OK, if I go here, if I do this, then I got to respect that culture enough that I'm a respect it. So I'm a partake in, right. in it the way it is and um, and still, uh, you know, still know that Jesus Christ is Lord at the end of the day. That's not going to stop right. Jesus Christ from being Jesus Christ because how we worship and praise him. Yeah. Right. Yeah, see, I, I in one of my concerns, because I see it going on in culture, you know, I talked about this, like my concern is, is that the issue, because it truly is an issue and the church has not done a very good job on it, it's being co-opted by very worldly and secular um, mm. voices that are, that are kind of addressing it in a wrong way, I think. And because somehow I think, can you retain, like you said, the cultural differences aren't wrong. They're actually, you know, we joke about it, but... It, 
I mean, I've been around preachers my whole professional life, and we all know that black preachers are better. I mean, we, we even say that. We make jokes <laughs> about that. It's like, you know, I, can't, I will never forget, I had to follow Larry Rasco here in town. I, I preached a funeral, and and, um, and he was going to say a few words, and he got up before me, and the it's like he tore the roof off the place. And I got up after that. I was humiliated. I was like, <laughs> and then there's me, you know, and, and thankfully, Larry's such a great guy, you know. It was, yeah. it was fun, and the crowd was fun. It was yeah. fine, but right. it was like... So those cultural differences are rich and good, and somehow you kind of you want the differences that are good to retain, uh, but I don't know how to get to that. That's yeah. a that's an interesting thing. Yeah, maybe the first step is uh, Sarah and I need to show up at Zion. I I was gonna say, Brent, I need a Sunday off because I want to go. That's check right. Out Zion. If we weren't working, we'd be over yeah. there. Um, I you know as we you were talking um, about in one of your questions, Brett, that you had 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 asked. Um, that we sent ahead of time was talking about what does progress look like. Um, and I was even thinking from your original story, talking about seeing as a nine-year-old, these things happening, these injustices happening on TV and nothing happened. And then with this injustice happened, but nothing happened until we saw a video. So it's like, there's a, a small uh, level of progress, but it sh- still shouldn't be happening at all. Right. What, as especially for, for Christians, like what does progress really look like? Um, if, and I know that you probably don't have like, oh, here's the exact answer what everyone should do, but mm-hmm. just in your, your opinion. Well, first of all, I know that Jesus Christ love, said, love your, neighbor, love your neighbor, so we should love our neighbor. Then the Bible also says that you should love your enemies, so we should love our enemies. And with that said, I, I think that that progress comes from situations like what we're having now in this this podcast and the relationships that are are brewing and kindling between uh, Brad and myself and and other uh, pastors and leaders that that I come in contact with is I just I think there just needs to be more uh, empath- empathy for uh, each other's culture and mm-hmm. the things, the background, the things that they go through. And um, I think that's on both sides, on both parts. I don't think you, I should expect you to come over and just totally empathize with me. And then there's going to be 100% progress if I don't empathize with you and understand mm-hmm. your story as well. So um, I think it, it takes, uh, it's going to take everybody to, to kind of buy into that. And the progress, um, you know, is, what what that'll look like uh, you know you, you see a reformed church you know uh, of everybody coming together to worship in harmony um even with the cultural differences and um uh as far as outside of the church what that progress would look like it would look like that if um that if a white man killed a, a black man um that was unarmed and there was some type of injustice there was no reason for it then he would be arrested right then and, you know, go to jail right then and hopefully was convicted of that crime. Um, so that's what the progress kind of looks like in my mind, that there's repercussions and consequences for for things that are <laughs> happening, um, the, especially with the injustices. And um, the progress in the church is basically that that coming together, you know, for for the for the sake of Jesus Christ and. Um, and I mean, that, that should be our prayer. That should be my prayer. That should be your prayer. That should be Brett's prayer. That should be all of our prayers that we are, we're moving forward together 
as as Christians, not as black Christians, as white Christians or right. as Mexican Christians or as a, a Asian Christians, but as Christians moving forward, we we all hold some type of responsibility to make sure that we're we're doing all we can for mm. for uh, God's uh, for for, you know, for God's word and for for his kingdom. And so um, to me, that's what progress is like. It just it, it to me is the coming together, us coming yeah. together. And um, when a situation happens, then we all can uh, empathize. So if something happened right. to Brett and uh, I, I immediately I can empathize with him, um, maybe not per se because I've gone through it, but because the the relationship that we have and the love that we have the force that coming together that um i'm willing to okay lay lay whatever i got to the side to go and see about his knees to say mm-hmm. hey i understand you got this going on so i'm here to help or to be here for you for whatever so um that's what i that's what I, in my mind progress sure. looks like i mean progress it sounds like is what anyone that we hope and faith would say is the gospel, right? right? I mean, bringing the gospel to people and understanding it and loving the way that Jesus shows us to love, um, which I think is, is beautiful. And it seems like it should be simple, but somehow we're still missing it. Oh, yeah. It's just breaks my heart. Yeah. It, it, uh, it does mine as well. Cause I keep thinking of a nine year old boy watching this go on. And in the end, the only reason there was that much hatred is because of the color of my skin which to me is bizarre. It really is bizarre when you think about it. Like there's a whole organization that's there to wreak havoc Mm. just because uh, skin tone is different. And that's uh, sad and and heartbreaking and uh, just ugly kind of stuff. And and how much, and I I am, I am super impressed that you have what I would call a righteous anger rise up within you, but it would have been very easy to make it uh, even unrighteous anger just to have a chip on your shoulder the rest of your life. And Mm -hmm. you can see Christ doing an obvious work and, and uh, being uh, an agent of reconciliation and those things. So are there other things that we, we did some question beforehand and I noticed you had some, are there anything we're leaving out that you would want to make sure that people heard or knew or uh, while you have the opportunity? Uh, no, I think we pretty much, um, I think I said what I think was the important things. I, I mean, we, we are the salt of the earth as, as Christians. We are the salt of the earth. We, we are, um, you know, we should be the example to the world. Yeah. So, um, as us being examples to the world, um, we, we have to make sure that we don't cause, you know, anyone to stumble in in our efforts and in our walk with life. So, um, I mean, I guess if that was one thing I would leave is even as a Christian, we have to make sure that, um, we're going to be held account. We have to be held accountable for the things that we say and do. So, um, even if there is some injustice, if you don't speak out then, or if you don't support, then that's just as, that's just the same as being almost a part of the the problem itself. But, um, but I think in, 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 I don't think, but in the Bible, it talks about, if you cause a man to stumble, then um, it's better that you be thrown into the lake with a millstone around your neck. So we have to be careful about the things that we say and do because right. we don't want another Christian to stumble or someone to stumble based on our uh, efforts or lack of, right. lack of. So, yeah, excellent. Well, Keith, thanks for coming and talking to us. And again, like I said, I I think you know the best thing to continue to happen is continuing to have conversations. So. Um, Man, I, I I really enjoy this and and really appreciate um, just hearing your perspective and um, 
and hope that, yeah, I hope we have more conversations. You know, I hope we can have you back on and, and talk more. And I'm glad you and Brett are friends. So we, we, we can when we all head over to come back and be like, hey, well, so how'd you like that service? Yeah. <laughs> It'll be about the follow up from there. Um, That's right. But it's all online now. It's like, <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, someday we'll get back to in person. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yep. Um, Brett, any kind of closing thoughts as we wrap up or, yeah, I, I, I just want to say to one lifers as, as this is going on in our cultural moment right now, uh, with this case that is, that is enhanced the, the, the cultural conversation. I mean, you heard everything that was just said and, and what Keith has taught me is just putting yourself in someone else's shoes. I, he asked a great question a while ago. What if that were your brother or son or, uh, a person that uh, a friend or, or something like that, how would you feel? Well, just feel that. And that's pretty simple instruction, but at the same time, pretty profound because it easily becomes a political divide or, a uh, and not in removing the human side of it all. Uh, cause there, there was a mother that lost a son and, uh, mm. and, and friends that lost a friend and a father who lost a son. So, uh, that's, that's what I would just, and, and we desire to be that, but now we want to take practical steps towards those things. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and again, just want to remind you guys, um, feel free to share these conversations out from the podcast. Um, you can, it's pretty easy to just hit share wherever you're listening to right now or even uh, leave us a comment below. And um, just always, if you have any feedback or questions or things that we can continue to talk about here, you can email us at podcast at onelifechurch.org. Uh, we love hearing from you guys and just being able to continue to connect. So thank you so much for listening and uh, we'll see you next time.